in my wildest fantasies, I never imagined the Mueller hearing being this big a debacle for the Democrats and this big a win for President Trump. This certainly was a nice consolation prize after that budget fiasco. Welcome to this special edition of the Akovem Show, full recap and analysis of the Mueller hearing. Bob Mueller was confused. I mean, this was a train wreck for the Democrats. The Republicans had him tied up in knots. Mueller clearly had no idea what it said in the Mueller report that he supposedly wrote. He clearly did not write the report. I'm not even sure if he read the report. This hearing was not a dud. We thought this hearing might be a dud. A dud would have been great news for the Democrats compared to this. This was an utter debacle. So before this hearing, I believed that there were pretty much two options we could expect. Either Bob Mueller would give us nothing new. He would just stick to the script, stick to the Mueller report, which would have been a win for Trump if there were no new information after a total exoneration that's a win it would have been a dud for the democrats turns out that would have been good news you know my other option was Mueller would drop some new unexpected bombshell which would do damage to president trump which would have broken the doj guidelines that he requested the doj give him i thought he may talk about impeachment i i, I kept saying i kept predicting it wouldn't happen but that was my other worst case scenario i thought he might say that trump was guilty of obstruction and he just didn't charge him because of doj policy on a sitting president. So I was hoping for a dud. I did not imagine that the Democrats would do so much damage to literally just destroy their own cause. This was a nightmare for them. And look, Bob Mueller, he deflected 198 questions. He was confused. He asked them multiple times, probably dozens of times, if they could repeat the question. He said he had no knowledge of Fusion GPS Fusion GPS, how can you be investigating President Trump-Russia collusion for two years and not have heard of Fusion GPS or at least not have knowledge of it, whatever that means? It means he doesn't read the newspaper. By the way, a programming note, this segment will be devoted exclusively to the Mueller hearing. It's just too much fun. We plan to do another segment on today's other top stories, if we could find any. Look for that segment either late Thursday evening or early on Friday morning. Listen to this clip of Bob Mueller being questioned by Republican Congressman Michael Turner. Mr. Mueller, I want to focus on one word in your report. It's the second to the last word in the report. It's exonerate. The report states, accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it does not exonerate him. Now, in the judiciary hearing, in your prior testimony, you've already agreed with Mr. Radcliffe that exonerate is not a legal term, that there is not a legal test for this. So I have a question for you, Mr. Mueller. Mr. Mueller, <clears throat> does the attorney general have the power or authority to exonerate? Now, what I'm putting up here is the United States Code. This is where the attorney general gets his power and the Constitution and the annotated ver cases of these, which we've searched. We even went to your law school, because I went to Case Western, but I thought maybe your law school teaches it differently. And we got the criminal law textbook from your law school. Mr. Mueller, nowhere in these, because we had them scanned, is there a process or description on exonerate? There's no office of exoneration at the Attorney General's office. There's no certificate at the bottom of his desk. Mr. Mueller, would you agree with me that the Attorney General does not have the power to exonerate? Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Why? Because it embroils us in a legal discussion, and I'm not prepared to do a legal discussion in that arena. Well, Mr. Mr. Mueller, you would, you would not disagree with me when I say that there is no place that the Attorney General has the power to exonerate, and he's not been given that authority. You would Again, not disagree. Again, I'm not going to. I, I take your question. Great.
And that right there sums up, that's a microcosm pretty much of the entire hearing. I, I'm going to, I take your question, he says. I'm going to pass on that. And uh, Congressman Turner's like dumbfounded. Why? Well, because it'll embroil us in a legal discussion I'm not prepared to have. Well, hello, you're the prosecutor. You're sitting there with a bunch of lawyers in the room. This is a congressional hearing about perhaps the biggest investigation in this country in the last 30, 40 years, and you're not prepared to be embroiled in a legal discussion. Well, what are you doing there as a prosecutor testifying? The whole point is to have a legal discussion. That entire report, which you said you're sticking with in this testimony, that is one big legal document. And yes, there's no such thing as exoneration. We even went back and checked your law school. I went to law school. They didn't teach me anything about exonerate, but I thought maybe your law school taught something that my law school didn't teach. We checked the Constitution. We checked the rule book for the Attorney General. There's no such thing as exonerating. This is really important because they keep saying how Trump was not exonerated on obstruction. He doesn't need to be exonerated. You need to prove somebody guilty. Let's put the entire country in jail and say, here, stay here until we exonerate you. They're going to come put me in prison and say, hey, Yaku, if you're going to stay in prison, we're going to try to exonerate you of all sorts of crimes, of embezzlement, and all sorts of other crimes, and then we'll let you out once we exonerate you. And so what does Mueller say? I'm going to have to pass on that. Well, what did we bring you here for? Well, uh, he says, why? He's just dumbfounded. Why? It'll embroil us in a legal discussion. I take the question. So he, this is the man who's supposed to be deciding the fate of our country, whether or not to prosecute the president of the United States. They're going to impeach based on his words. Turns out they're not his because he was just a figurehead, as we'll get to here. And yet I, I take your question and he has nothing to respond because he knows that Turner's right. And it's really important because earlier, and we'll play this clip for you later on, uh, Jerry Nadler said, President Trump, Bob Mueller, President Trump, keep saying that you exonerated him. Did you exonerate him? No, I did not exonerate him. And Mueller plays along with this sham of, well, we need to exonerate. The president is guilty until proven innocent. All right, listen to this clip of Bob Mueller being questioned by Doug Collins. This is great. Although your report states collusion is not so specific offense, and you said that this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is, in the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. Yes. In the colloquial context, known public context, collusion, collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the general federal conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. You said at your May 29th press conference and here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states? Well, what I'm asking is if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and... Uh, evaluate whether it is. Accurate. Okay, let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. Now, you said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to no, yes then? No. The, uh, if you look at the language. I'm reading your report, sir. 
It's a yes or no answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume one. This was from your report. Correct. And I, 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 I leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. Okay, so Collins has him tied up in knots. He asked him to repeat the question, which he was doing all day long. It wasn't a stall tactic. He literally was not able to follow these questions. And then Doug Collins gets him to contradict himself because he says, no, collusion and conspiracy are not the same thing colloquially. This is really important, as I'll explain. And he's, well, in the report, you wrote that it is. And you choose your words carefully. Now, as we know now, it's been exposed that Mueller clearly did not write the report. And... We're not sure if he read the report. So then he eventually said, well, okay, I'm going to go with whatever I said in the report because that was his default. He always goes with what it says in the report because he, clearly he doesn't have any personal opinion on any of this. Why is this so important? Because for months and years, the media kept talking about collusion, collusion, collusion. And what they meant was conspiracy. There is no crime called collusion. The crime is conspiracy. So it, it, there is no technical crime collusion. But all we saw in the headlines for two years was collusion. The reason is because it's just whatever. We don't know the reason because the, the media doesn't know any better. They don't know the legalities of it. So they called it collusion. Then Bob Mueller exonerated in the report uh, President Trump of, of, of conspiracy. And he essentially said in the report, listen, Conspiracy and collusion, they mean the same thing. So when we exonerate him from conspiracy, we exonerate him of collusion. But he, they technically in the report exonerated him of conspiracy, not collusion. So then all these last few months, all we hear from the Democrats and the media is Trump wasn't exonerated of collusion. He says no collusion. It didn't say no collusion. He colluded plenty. It says conspiracy. And they made this into like this whole big scheme, this whole plot of Trump trying to claim that he was exonerated. He was only exonerated of conspiracy, not collusion. George Stephanopoulos, in that long interview that he did with Trump, Trump said, it says in the report, no collusion. And Stephanopoulos said, it doesn't say no collusion. It doesn't say, because, they, again, they're getting into the nitty-gritty technicalities here. So here you have Doug Collins bringing out the point that, no, 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 you made it very clear in your report, collusion and conspiracy, even though legally they don't mean the same thing, but colloquially they mean the same thing, and Trump was exonerated of both. Now, Bob Mueller in this uh, hearing, he had these go-to lines that he repeated again and again. I'm not sure I agree with your characterization. He said that over and over again. I cannot respond to that question. I'm going to have to pass on that. That's not within the purview of our investigation. And that was literally his default. Anytime he didn't want to respond to a question, then that was what he said. Now, the Democrats here did irreversible damage by exposing Mueller. Remember, we had not seen seen Mueller or heard from Mueller in over two years since the investigation the special counsel began, other than that one nine-minute press conference where he didn't take any questions. Now we know he's been exposed, and I see why they kept him under wraps. I see why they were very careful. You never had a statement issued by Bob Mueller. He never appeared in court, literally. He, the, the man all we saw was, were pictures of, of him Excuse me, uh, in the newspapers before he had ever been appointed. So he was a figurehead, it turns out. He was a poster boy. They, 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 they needed to try to do everything they can to bring down President Trump, and they needed somebody who had the, had the appearance of being nonpartisan. But I, I would imagine he was barely involved in the process at all. Now, the only thing that even resembled a bombshell yesterday that was even remotely helpful for the Democrats, Mueller ended up retracting. This is unreal. Because Congressman Lou asked him the following question. He said, uh, the only reason that you did not indict President Trump on obstruction is because he's a sitting president. 
And Mueller said yes. And I'm saying to myself, wow, yeah, I, I can't believe that they just got him to say that essentially. And he didn't press him on it. But again, the question was, the reason you did not charge President Trump is because he's a sitting president. Mueller said yes. That implies the answer to the question we've all been desperate for, which nobody asked him straight out, which is, if he were not a sitting president, would you have indicted him? So the implication there was, yes, I would have indicted Trump with obstruction if he's not the sitting president. That's huge because Bill Barr, Attorney General Barr, says that Mueller would not have indicted President Trump even if he were not the president. It wasn't because of that policy. And Barr said that Mueller told him uh, that verbally that that's the case. So, but then later in the testimony, Mueller said, I retract that. He said, we decided not to even make a determination. Huge difference there. He said, it's not that I'm telling you that we would have charged him. We decided that this because of this policy, we're not even going to make a determination, which, of course, was very controversial. Why are you investigating him? Why have you been investigating him for the last two years? It's it, what you like woke up a year and a half into the probe and said, well, wait a second. Oh, guys, I just found out a new policy. We're not allowed to indict a president. I mean, that's been policy of the DOJ for many, many, many decades. So they had this team of Democrat pit bulls that they assembled. They needed a leader who was considered neutral and objective and nonpartisan, a man of integrity. They couldn't have Andrew Weissman, the Democrat, uh, to be, being the, the head of this uh, special counsel. Th this was an absolute disgrace. This was a total embarrassment, not just for the Democrats, but for the entire country. There are other countries right now who are laughing at us. The United States is a laughing stock. Now, so many have been saying, well, the movement to impeach is finally dead and buried. But uh, unfortunately, they are still discussing impeachment. You know, and, and apparently last night, Wednesday night, after this testimony, Jerry Nadler was asking Nancy Pelosi if he could begin putting together articles of impeachment. You would think that at this point, they would be cutting their losses and trying to move on, trying to work on real issues, real policies, which, which they have done nothing. In all these months that the Democrats have been in charge, they've done nothing. Now, the real question is, if Bob Mueller was not running the investigation, who has been running the investigation? So some have speculated that it was Weissman, but uh, it's hard to believe that Andrew Weissman was the one Right, you know, nicknamed the pit bull, but he is very anti-Trump, and you have to believe he he would have recommended impeachment on obstruction. So remember, whoever is really running this investigation now that it turns out Mueller's the figurehead, they did not recommend indictment or impeachment on obstruction or collusion for that matter. So I have this theory that maybe Rod Rosenstein was really the one who was in control this entire time. Maybe he chose Mueller specifically because he saw that Mueller was clearly a shell of him former se his former self, and he figured, all right, he'd be able to kind of push the buttons behind the scenes and use Mueller as his puppet. And he was planning to exonerate Trump all along. Remember, Rosenstein was desperate to salvage his own reputation uh, after uh, James Comey was fired, and then it became revealed that Rod Rosenstein was the one who wrote the paper recommending that James Comey be fired. So Rosenstein, for many, many years... The Washington establishment uh, considered Rosenstein a wonderful human being, a man of integrity, a man of honor. And then suddenly overnight, his entire reputa reputation was was heavily tarnished because he's the one who told President Trump that he should fire James Comey. James Comey, see, all the Democrats could not stand James Comey. So Rosenstein figured, oh, this is going to be an no-brainer. But then it turns out once, once Trump fires James Comey, suddenly James Comey was a hero of the Democrats who despised him a few days before that because they blamed him for Hillary losing. So I wonder.
that Rosenstein says to himself, I need to appoint a special counsel. Sure, I know that Trump did nothing wrong. I know this whole thing's a sham. It's a hoax. But we'll, we'll, uh, but I'll appoint uh, Bob Mueller. I'll be able to push his buttons because he's not going to really have control, which is what we all discovered yesterday. And that way, I, I, I'll make sure that Trump actually doesn't get impeached out of this. But at the same time, I'm going to repair my very damaged reputation. There's a theory. But remember, we've been wondering for a long time, how could it be that Rod Rosenstein is the one to recommend uh, firing James Comey? I know he was directed to do it, but he still did it. And then a few days later, he's the one who's investigating the firing of Comey, uh, to, which was supposedly to obstruct the Russian investigation, when you're the one who got Comey fired in the first place. It never made any sense. So now that we tur it turns out, you know, again, it sounds a little bit like a conspiracy theory. But after what we saw yesterday... Somebody other than Mueller was clearly in control, and it was somebody who decided not to recommend charges. So it, it, who else could it have been? Okay, here's a clip of Jerry Nadler getting Mueller to say that he did not exonerate Trump and to try to contradict President Trump. The president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him. But that is not what your report said, is it? Correct. That is not what the report said. And now reading from page two of volume two of your report that's on the screen, you wrote, quote, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment, close quote. Now, does that say there was no obstruction? No. In fact, you were actually unable to conclude the president did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? Well, we, uh, uh, at the outset, uh, determined that we, uh, when it came to the, uh, the, the president's culpability, uh, we, needed to, uh, we, needed, we needed to go forward only after taking into account the OLC opinion that indicated that a president, a sitting president, cannot be... Uh, Indicted. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? That is correct. And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Okay, a few points here. Jerry Nadler began by saying that President Trump always says, repeatedly said that you, Mr. Mueller, your report fully exonerates him on obstruction, on collusion. That is not true. President Trump is very careful in his wording, and I paid close attention to this. He will say that he was fully exonerated on a collusion, on obstruction, but he'll say that in the context of the AG, which is true. Attorney General Barr fully exonerated Trump on both. But when he talks about the report, he'll say the Mueller report uh, exonerated me on collusion and found no evidence of obstruction. That's how we'll say it, found no evidence of obstruction, which is true. There was not sufficient evidence uh, to charge Trump on obstruction. That's what it clearly says. So he'll be very careful. He'll distinguish between collusion and obstruction, and then he'll say, in the Attorney General's office uh, it fully exonerated me on collusion on obstruction. He'll say all the time, no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion, no obstruction. But that's what he means. He means because Mueller did not recommend charges on either one of them, fully exonerated him on one, and then, uh, and then on obstruction, left it in the hands of the Attorney General. But the most important the more important part is what we mentioned earlier which is there is no such thing as exoneration
conversation, which was what Turner asked Mueller straight up. Well, I'm going to have to pass on that question. Well, there is no such thing as exoneration, period. The, the other problem with this is, you know, he'll say that Mueller will say, and it even says in the report, we decided we couldn't recommend charges either way on obstruction because you can't indict the president. And, and we're going to have a clip of Alan Dershowitz saying this in a moment. But then Mueller, in the same breath, exonerates President Trump on collusion. And he pretty much said that in his press conference also. He'll say, fully exonerated on collusion, well, on obstruction, uh, we can't say. And there, there are so many contradictions, by the way, in the report itself over whether they would charge him, wouldn't charge him, could charge him, could not charge him. But the point is, you cannot tell us, well, we decided not to make a determination because he's the president and the, the, the Justice Department guidelines are policy is we don't indict a sitting president. And then at the same time, oh, but we have made a decision on collusion. Well, last I checked, if you don't indict a sitting president, you don't indict a sitting president on collusion or obstruction. Here's a clip from Alan Dershowitz on a few of the points that we raised. But let's talk to collusion for one second, because <clears throat> he did ask Mueller, was collusion the same as conspiracy? And uh, Mueller really didn't want to get into that. But it's interesting, <clears throat> because for the first month of the investigation, everybody, all President Trump's enemies were talking about collusion, collusion, collusion. I know I was on CNN a lot those days. And all they were talking about is collusion. And I would say over and over again, collusion is not a crime. Collusion is not a crime. Collusion is not a crime. And all the CNN commentators would say, collusion is a crime. Collusion is a crime. And of course, the Mueller report comes out and it says, collusion is not a crime. And Mueller today says, collusion is not a crime. Hmm. And so we've moved from collusion to conspiracy. And the Mueller report concluded not only was there no collusion, but there was no conspiracy. And I think the hardest question that Mueller was asked, and he didn't answer it because he didn't seem to understand it, was why did you reach a conclusion about collusion, that there was simply no basis for charging the president with collusion, and then refused to come to a conclusion about obstruction of justice? And Mueller's report was incompetent. Mueller said, well, the reason we didn't come to a conclusion is because you couldn't indict the president. But then the follow-up question was, but you couldn't indict him on conspiracy either, but you came to a conclusion there. Why did you come to a conclusion on conspiracy, but not come to a conclusion on obstruction of justice? And Mueller was dumbfounded. He simply could not answer that question. So there you have it. Now, where do we go from here? Is this the end of the impeachment movement? Somehow, I suspect it is not, even though it should be. Most of the media is in shock. Their worst nightmare has come true. They have been anticipating the Mueller testimony for months, for years. This was going to be the bombshell. This was going to be the turning point. This would seal the nail in Trump's coffin. And oh, how they wish that it was only a dud instead of being totally catastrophic to their movement. So a lot of the media is just sweeping it under the rug, Moving on to other things, but the New York Times and CNN, they're sticking to their guns. The New York Times has an op-ed trying to defend the Mueller hearing, and they essentially say, look at the damage that was done. Because while Mueller sat there, the Democrats quoted all sorts of damaging information from the Mueller report, very harmful dirt on President Trump, and Mueller did not refute it. All this damage that was done to Trump. So essentially, this, the New York Times, their, their spin on this is, well, yeah, maybe Mueller technically didn't say anything, but I guess he could have gone, sat down th this hearing and contradicted his own report. He didn't contradict his 
report. So you had the Democrats, and that's what the Democrats did all day long. They kept quoting from his report. Some of it, I think, was surprising to Bob Mueller, but they kept quoting from his report, and Mueller kept saying, well, if it's in the report, I agree. If it's in the report, I agree. I had a caller uh, leave me a voicemail saying, it's very interesting. Mueller didn't say, well, I wrote it in the report. He just kept saying, if it's in the report, I agree. He was even insinuating that he uh, did not write it himself in the report. You know, And again, did he read it or not is the big question now. But uh, th- that, that's the New York Times spin is, well, the Democrats uh, said all these damaging things and Mueller sat there. So Mueller's testimony was very damaging to President Trump. It's comical. Here's a quote from CNN. Quote, nothing in his quiver of answers contained much information, quote, talking about Mueller. It was an incredible contrast to President Trump who will speculate on anything. Mueller, who studied Russian election interference and Trump's attempts to derail the investigation, would not speculate at all. So there you go. That's, that's CNN's takeaway is... Well, Mueller didn't sit there speculating, unlike President Trump. They're comparing Mueller to President Trump. Uh, by the way, President Trump, who's been victimized by Mueller and the Democrats for all these years. And uh, uh, what a contrast. Mueller didn't speculate. Trump speculated. Again, we're not sure that Mueller really fully had a grasp of what was even happening there. Here's another quote from CNN. Quote, when he wrapped up the Russia investigation with a public statement back in May, uh, Mueller said that the written document was his testimony now called before Congress. His actual spoken testimony consisted largely of throwing back to it and doing everything possible not to get caught up in the political fight. Mueller did not do much to help Americans who have not bothered to read the document. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what he said was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Another quote from CNN, quote, it was on the one hand refreshing to see a congressional witness answer simply and maddening because both Democrats and Republicans actually wanted answers from him. So saying it was refreshing that Bob Mueller gave simple answers. That's the best that CNN could do. Quote, what was left for Democrats was to read incriminating sections from the obstruction of justice portions of the redacted report and from Mueller to verify them. And for Republicans, it was an opportunity to poke holes in the report's reasoning and try to tie Mueller in knots, which they did to some effect as he shuffled through the redacted version of the report in a three-ring binder containing the report trying to follow along. So you have CNN, and we, of course, played you the clips before of Mueller being tied in knots. CNN is admitting that the Republicans tied Bob Mueller in knots, and they're admitting that the Democrats just sat there reading portions verbatim out of the report with Mueller just sitting there nodding and saying that he agrees. If it's in there, well, then I must agree. So they're saying that 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 the, the Republicans tied Mueller in knots. Here's a quote from CNN. They did that to some effect as he shuffled through the redacted version uh, trying to follow along. That literally sums up the entire Mueller hearing. It was the Democrats just picking out parts of the report and deciding, well, hey, people are watching, so we might as well read them what happened. And the, and, and the Republicans quoting things out of the report and tying Mueller in knots, and even CNN admits it. I mean, it's really, really astonishing. Now, one other misleading headline that came out of this hearing. Uh, there's, there's a headline that goes as follows, quote, Mueller says Trump could be charged after leaving office. <laughs> and if you understand the context, this is a non-story. Everybody knows, knows this. So the, 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 Mueller was asked the following question. Well, you say that we can't indict a sitting president. What about after he leaves office? At that point, can you indict a former president? And Mueller said, yes, I, any 10-year-old knows that, that the policy is that you cannot indict a sitting president. But once he's not a sitting president anymore, we're not even talking about crime. You know, I guess he, there were crimes that he technically committed while he was in office, the obstruction crimes, not the collusion crimes. So Mueller said, well, yeah, of course he could be charged after leaving office. He didn't say he should be charged. He said could be 
charged. So the headline is misleading. The headline makes it sound like Mueller said, yeah, you know, I think that he committed obstruction and he might be charged after he leaves office. The question was a legal question. The DOJ policy is you cannot indict a sitting president. What about after he leaves office? If he committed the crime while he was in office, could you charge him at that point? And Mueller said yes. And suddenly the media has their headline. I mean, they are grasping at straws here. So the Democrats... They look so defeated at this point. They've literally tried everything. They have thrown every possible piece of ammunition at President Trump. Nothing sticks. He's the luckiest man on earth. He's committed multiple crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, and yet somehow that Trump, he just keeps getting away with all these things. And, and it has crushed their morale. But as I said, it doesn't seem like they are giving up. Jerry Dadler as Pelosi for permission to begin impeachment proceedings after the hearing on Wednesday night. It would be wonderful if we never hear another word about Mueller and this whole f phony, fake, bogus Russia hoax, if, if we just put it in the rearview mirror and the country is able to move on. Somehow, I suspect this will not be the end. I certainly hope that I'm wrong. That's going to do it for this special edition of the Yaakov M. Show on the Mueller hearing, and we will see you next time.